to swim. In fact, I taught myself how to swim during the pandemic. But what I don't love is the blotches that the chlorine and salt leave on my face. So I decided to treat myself to a facial. Raquel Mixon, owner of the Self-Care Spa and Lounge, prides herself on providing services around skin health and being an advocate for self-care. Raquel steamed, creamed, and caressed my skin until I was cooing like a baby. And she recommended excellent products to keep my skin healthy while I reach my swim goals. Not only will I place a facial at the top of my list of self-care items, but I plan to bring some other people with me. So book your next facial, massage, or wax service today at theselfcarespalounge.com. That's theselfcarespalounge.com. Good this evening. I know that myself and these beautiful Black women here are feeling fantastic. We have been having a great conversation, getting ourselves prepped for today. So today's conversation is all about Black activists that inspire us. I have with me today E. Nina J. and Tanya Lovelace. And E. Nina J. describes herself as a Black lesbian woman writer who uses poetry as a tool of survival and to break silences around all forms of violence against girls and women, with particular focus on the intersections of race, sexuality, and poverty. She completed a 98-minute film called Body of Runes, which features Enina performing poetry and spoken word from her book of the same name. And in 2019, she published her second book, a collection of poetry titled Bricks, Blood, and water. Please help me welcome Enina J. Good to be here, Arsene. Hey, Glad Tanya. to have you. I also have with me Tanya Lovelace. Tanya is a global intersectional thought leader with 35 years of experience as a community organizer and movement maker to end violence against all genders and communities. Tanya provides high-level consulting, needs assessment, facilitation, coaching, technical assistance, and training to individuals, organizations, and systems seeking social, political, and professional transformation. Please help me welcome Tanya Lovelace. And did you see, did you see everybody was standing? Everybody was standing, Tanya. Well, because they was already standing. So they just stayed standing. That's what that was. They just stayed standing. I see what <laughs> love y'all so much. I am so, you know, when you're working with people that you just feel like, oh my gosh, magic is happening. As soon as you feel their energy, you see their faces, you hear their voices. This is what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. All right. So I sent you all a few questions um, as I try to Thank make you. sure that I, I send questions ahead of time. So people know what we're going to discuss. And um, we've had some delightful conversations, right? Even prior to today, we've just been um, really enjoying these conversations. So today I just want uh, the audience and the listeners to know a little bit more about you and to find out who your most influential Black, Black activists are and, um, and why they became so influential in your lives. Everybody, if you're just tuning in, this is Be Empowered with RC. And the premise of this show is to 
engaged people and being um, involved in their communities. So through the things that we talk about, the guests that I bring on my show, I hope that you all will be educated about what's out there and what you can do, how you can get involved. And then I hope that you feel empowered enough to then move on and become more engaged than you already are. So first of all, Enina, who is one of your most inspiring black activists? One? Mm. I had to pick one right now. That'd probably be Aisha Shahida Simmons. Uh, okay. She's a filmmaker, an artist. She's a mm -hmm. phenomenal. And she breaks her back in the work and she never stops to the point that she makes herself sick sometimes. Not that that's something I'm celebrating, but yeah, it is something I'm celebrating actually. I don't want her to be sick, but I just watch right. her. She's just active. <laughs> yeah. So tell us some of the work. Like, how did you first learn about her? I searched. Um, black lesbians on the computer. This is back way when I was at the Y. So uh, I'm not sure, I'm not good with years and time and stuff like that. So it could have been 15, could have been 20 years. And I searched it and she popped up as this black lesbian who was making a film called No. And it was in the rough stages of, of the film. And at that point she was trying to fundraise and she was doing it all by herself. And um, mm -hmm. she was just a friendy, a frenzy. Um, powerhouse you know and the film no is about interracial rape and that kind of work this is long before me too you know this is long before I even wrote my you know first poem about uh, rape so she's just been in it and I love her for it she's doing it for us you know she's doing it for yes. black girls and women and uh, yeah so I would choose her if I had one it's her nice Okay. Okay. What do you think was one of her biggest challenges in doing the work that she does? People not giving a shit about black women. Mm. Who the fuck wants to, you know, who wants to know, who wants to care that have been proven to us, you know, you know, we've all learned that we, we've known that since we were children. So, mm. and I think that that just made it, um, a tangible thing for her to, to actually be going out knowing what kind of work that she was trying to do and still just getting doors slammed in the face and people just not caring and then watching, you know, white women and probably do like films about black women and rape. I'm being, you know, I'm being funny, but not being funny, but just watching mm -hmm. and knowing how much of her flesh was in that project. Mm -hmm. I hope I answered the question, I forget it. You, yes, you answered the question. Um, and when you say that phrase, knowing like how much of her flesh was in that work, I think it's it's important for people to understand that you give your all when you're trying to work at something that is in your the pit of you, in your gut, that even though it's challenging work, you give it everything you've got. And so when you give that, sometimes you feel depleted. And when you said that, you know, she would make herself sick. That's not surprising when you care that much, how much you give and you all know how much you give and how tiring it is. All the work that you've just done today in the last over the weekend and yet you're here today. Yeah. So I think it's good that we create. 
quickly, RC, I feel, I feel the urge to add some, to finish that sentence this way, if I may. Um, as much as we can do with what we've been left with, because none of us started at home. You know, so we gathered all these pieces together, tried to seal up the holes to be able to do it. That's not the same thing as um, doing something as a whole person. And I think that sometimes we judge ourselves as if with all these holes and, and what America has done to black girls and women that we should be able to look like a normal thing doing something and it's not possible. It's just not possible. You know, I'm not saying you're not capable. I'm saying right. it's not possible. Yeah, that's it, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Tanya, did you wanna add anything? So, you know, I wanna, I wanna um, connect up here and say, you know, when you ask me who the act, who is the, who are the activists? I mean, you know, the list just, I've been spending the day trying to narrow down. And so I've, you know, continue to have all these people. And it's so interesting because the last person to me who is most contemporaneous on my list, it was, who's here with me right now as we speak is also Aisha Shaida Simmons. So, um, you know, I knew her, but um, I met her back at um, the first um, insight um, collective, you know, the first insight conference in Santa Cruz, uh, she was showing no, she was showing the film. And I remember just meeting her. And it was one of those meetings where it was like one of those moments where it just it's a moment in time. And I'm and it was first of all, she was similar in age and was making and had made just this um, extraordinary piece of work. But that's not what got me. What got me was that she was marketing that thing on her very back, like with her very flesh, like she was there. And it was, um, it was palpable. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it was, it, I'll never forget it. And from there, we've had many connections throughout the years, these spaces and places we've, we've connected up in. And, um, and she was there when I first started really connecting with being a survivor of child sexual assault and really connecting with her in those spaces. And, um, and so she is someone who right now is challenging me. She don't even know how much she's challenging me on this accountability, love with accountability. I mean, I, I'm standing with her. I've got my article in that book. Mm -hmm. She pushed me to write my chapter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we wore her out. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, we wore her out. We wore her out. <laughs> we wore her out, still wearing her out, trying not to be or do that. <laughs> but that is real talk. That is the real truth. She had to keep up behind us to force us to look at ourselves, to force mm -hmm. us to stand in our own truth. She did that. She had already mm -hmm. done it. She had already right, right. made the trail for what that looks like mm -hmm. and then had to stand with us and hold us and still dealing with whatever the impact of all of that and still carrying the weight of this book. Like it's, it's something. And 
And so, yeah, I mean, I, she just, she just emailed me this evening with something to make sure I got it. And she's not up. She don't feel good. Like this is our mm-hmm. issue, right. Mm-hmm. And so I have to, um, I just, I just want to say, I think that's a good place to start this conversation and, um, and give roses now. Right. Exactly. And, um, and lift her up. So thank you for starting with her. That's a good place for us to congeal and connect on. That's how we <laughs> really, I think started to. What? No, you and I met before that. Hang on. Wait, I got to say this because I'm going to forget, forget. For, for, for some reasons, but she's going to be so mad if she watches this. <laughs> you know, she's going to be so pissed off when she watches this. She'll be like, what are you, why are you talking about me? She but is. That's part, but, but that's part of why I love her so much. Cause she does not, she's doing it in spite of the fact that she does not want to fucking be seen. Well, and look at that. Look at here. Like, I mean, we're talking about her right now. And I gotta say, I am right now I'm teaching and I am teaching, you know, one of the books I'm using is Pleasure Activism with Adrian Marie Brown. I'm all into it right now and my students are enjoying it. But one of the chapters in here is where they're where she's talking about um, black women right now that are inspiring her, that are creating a table. And mm-hmm. And she's talking about Aisha Shaida Simmons and how she talks about, is it radical sisterhood? It is, it is, it is, it is, it is how sisterhood is a verb, which is really what she pulls from Tony, mm. um, Tony um, K. Bambara. And so, yes, we're going to keep talking about her because she's just, okay, Aisha, let, we'll, we'll slow down. We're, we're going to, we're going to backtrack it a little bit and we'll be done in a minute. But I just want to say that people are people are writing about you right now. Like you, this is who this is the legacy you have, sis. Don't so, don't make know. it worse. Don't make it worse. I, I think it's too late. <laughs> I think it's too late. So then, what does she inspire you um, to do each day, or or how to live or think? Give give us a little bit more about that, Tanya. She has made it more accessible to me to think about um, how to love people through accountability, with accountability, um, and to be accountable um, as being somebody who is a mom, who I need to be really hugely accountable and trying to be that even in the midst of things that still need to be and hopefully either forgiven or held um, with me mm-hmm. and my kid. Um, and with in 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 um in a lots of other ways in my life. And so um, you know, I watched I've watched Aisha and others really lead this conversation about um about how do you still hold and be in connection with folks that you love who also harmed mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. so it is, um, it is not a lesson I'm learning well. And I am, uh, and, and yet it's, it's informing me, but it is something I'm working really hard on. And so mm-hmm. uh, she's inspiring me to, to really continue to, for, that, for that process. Nice. That's all of us. We know that there are some people who have really 
harmed us and caused great trauma in our lives. And for us to continue on, we have to find a way to heal. But in that healing, like you said, that accountability, I think sometimes is, is tough for us because the world says, well, you should get over it or you should be strong enough to deal with it and keep moving. But it's how we deal that I think is the, the challenge. Right. Yeah. So Enina, how has, um, how has like, since you said this was like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you first became introduced, but mm -hmm. in all that time, how has your life been impacted? By the work of one brave sister. <laughs> um, because she um, was a catalyst for me, um, having a whole new understanding of healing. Um, um, before this project, actually, I, I thought I had a good plan. And it wasn't until we did this and she pushed me to write about this. I say push um, lovingly. It wasn't until then that I realized that I was actually willing to let myself heal with clothes, heal with infection inside the wound. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I was willing to allow that poison to stay in my body, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, I thought I was all good. So that shit was going to continue to fester, but inside me still, you know, where else it was going to go? I was going to let the shit heal, which means, I, you know, that's going to be skin now. So where it's going to go? Mm. It's going to be in my body, ricocheting all around my body and it's going to fly out and hit some woman I love in the face like a sack of shit, you know? This is so, real. <laughs> um, she, she, she taught me to um, to face that and to and to look at that part of uh, not just look at it, but write through it. That's why I was given the gift to write, to be able to do that. And what a shame that I wouldn't use it for such a thing. You know, that's how she impacted me. This conversation is so real. <laughs> this is, <clears throat> I'm glad that we are taking the time to to speak on all that we're talking about because sometimes we feel ashamed or because we feel like we're not at a certain place in our healing journey, that maybe we should wait to put it out there. But I think that people need to see the different places that we are on our healing journey. I, believe like I, too, I thought I had forgiven the bastard that raped me when I was 18, 19, but every day it affects my life. And I don't know that I truly have. And I feel like I'm supposed to. You're not. I mean, now supposed to. You ain't supposed to do shit when, when it's your trauma. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, all right. But also, I, I have to put that for you, RC. Here you are writing plays and me and you on a stage together talking about the shit. <laughs> Pouring everything so out. you trying to go with it, you're going. Wherever you're trying to go and end up, you're on the way there. If that's forgiveness, fine. You're on your way. Wherever else it is, if you're on the mm -hmm. way there because you're doing that work. Yeah. And I love that we have the support of one another. And that's the question I want to ask next. So, and all, we all kind of, our work converges. Um, you know, I'm a playwright. I speak on the intersection of race, gender, sexuality, and faith. Um, and use that as a tool for the lectures that I give um, and workshops and 
you all are doing this work on this intersection as well in different ways. And we all have to find that support because at the end of the day, we've battled, we've gone out with all these wounds, with all these scars, and we're going into battle every day, putting on a face, dealing with all of this. But before we lay down, we're, we're just with ourselves. We got to deal with it and say, okay, now this is another day. And there are days where we feel like we lost that battle. I I didn't do whatever I was supposed to do. I didn't say my mantra today, or I don't feel like I'm still on the right path on this healing journey. So where do you get your support? Like from day to day, like who, who is your support system or where do you on it? Just on a day to day basis. What are some things that you do? People you surround yourself with daily, or what are some things you do to be supportive for yourself or be good to yourself? Tanya. Listen, every day, every other day, my mama's phone is ringing. I am calling this person. <laughs> my mom is still the smartest person I know. Just my mom is awesome. the smartest person I know. My mom is the first activist I know. My mom is the first defiant speaking truth to power person I know. Nice. Right? So, so her platform was not like, you know, she was on stages necessarily with this. Um she was writing poetry um, and painting pictures of um, of Black Jesus mm-hmm. and wearing froze mm-hmm. as big as this screen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as I'm running around, you know, my brother and I running around Pampers, little kids. This is my mom. My mom was confronting pastors of churches and, and all mm-hmm. the, the first lady and all of them wearing pants to church when... That's not what you were supposed to do. I mean, my mom has always been that person. And to this day, it's like each step I go, she matches me, like with her knowledge, her wisdom. And so right now I'm doing my, you know, I'm starting my own, you know, consulting firm and doing this work and shifted. And my mom was hanging right there with me in the shift. And um, it's still just my best business advisor and just the smartest person. And, um, and also my faith leader, because, you know, she's also reverend, you know, mm-hmm. or, rep, or elder. I think that's the role that she's serving in right now at church. And so it's my mom and, and I've got a collective that I'm starting to allow myself to have. The one, the one thing about COVID that, that has forced me to do, but also given me the opportunity to do is to actually begin to have um, one-on-one and, in um, smaller collective of conversations with folks by phone, by Zoom, in ways that I would not have taken the time to do. Would not have taken the time to do, would have eluded myself to thinking I didn't need it, um, and was keeping people in sort of these safe spaces, these pockets that I Mm -hmm. needed to be in for whatever purposes. And um, a lot of these walls are breaking down and um, mm. in COVID and it's, and so I am, I'm, I'm being more accessible and, and accessing more people um, in this space now. It's different for me. Nice. Yeah. That is wonderful. That's, that's hopeful. That's, that, yeah. wow. that's awesome. Yes. Yes. And congratulations on uh, being brave and starting a business with your Black Girl Magic. Yes. Listen. yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I am excited to be doing it, but also 
you know, Enina, you know, I've been watching you be independent and do you and lots of people who do the same thing. And I've been nothing but a company person, you know, all this time, really, you know, what I finally had to realize was, you know, I'm this activist or whatever, but I was, you know, but I was, you know, I had a paycheck. I was, a, I was a salaried person. Right. And so, um, and even when I was in undergrad and graduate school, there was always like this financial, you know, this underlying financial support that was there. And it's not that I haven't had, um, you know, ups and downs financially in my life, but I'm saying this is the first time where I'm having to really pull from my, from myself Mm -hmm. and do this. And I'm grateful to be able to do it. Yeah. I'm joining, I'm joining the ranks of y'all. Out here doing your own thing. I'm now I'm doing it too. Nice. I'm excited to see. I know you're going to reach a lot of people. So I'm excited to see how people's lives will be transformed. Well, what I'm learning now, so that's the shift in my life too, is that it's not so much about the lot of people anymore. I get Mm -hmm. to sit at tables with people. Um, I get to sit one-on-one with people or Mm -hmm. with organizations or with the leaders that are trying to do this work, um, that are trying to make big splashes and create big tables. And I'm not necessarily the one doing that. I'm supporting people who are doing that. Right. And that is uh, a different, it's a different energy and I love it. That's good. But that's the legacy. That's through you. A lot of people will be impacted, whether it's directly or indirectly. I mean, you're, you're the blessing and the catalyst for that. So and we all we need that. Yes, yes, yes. Enina, what's good? What's good? About I just want to know where where does your support come from? We hear your words. I, I have to say, Enina, you are one of the most prolific writers I know. Um, I'm a writer. I hang out with a lot of writers. Talk to a lot of writers. But I can tell you, you are one of the most prolific writers I know. I, and it's. And it's, it's not like you read once a week and you're like, it's enough. It's like, no, 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 no. I got to read. I can't miss this. I got to go back. I got to go back. I got to go back. Listen, can I just interject? No. Enina no. says, e. says words I don't even know are on my tongue. That's what I'm talking about. Right. And you That's feel it. Sure. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Thank That's you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Archie. Thank you, I mean, y'all, y'all gonna make me cry over here. So how do you find the support that you need to keep doing that? I like, um, I've learned that I like disappearing in the caves um, with another intimate soul, another opening, a portal. So I'll usually grab a woman's hand and take her into a cave with me. And that's a place where we'll probably share poetry or with all of this in the backdrop, but still a part of everything. You're a soldier too, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I love that. I would say my uh, family, but these are some stressful days right now, but that would normally be my answer. And myself, actually, I'm keeping myself sane. I mean, I've been learning some shit. I've been growing learning how to take better care of myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm talking about emotionally. Okay. I'm still just eating chocolate all the time. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> anyway, that's enough. Yeah. 
I say no. I just find it where I can get it. Nice. Feel good. I'm going in for a while to, you know, and eat what I want till I get full and leave. I love it. By any means necessary, find your support. Let me say, I'm going to ask the people for the food. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the need to say that. I wasn't suggesting that you didn't ask. No, no. Somebody in me was like, clean it up, clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who are just tuning in, this is Be Empowered with RC. I am speaking with Enina J and Tony, uh, Tanya Lovelace, and we are talking about um, Black activists who inspire us. Um, and I'm going to go to Facebook for a moment. Let me see. Um, someone says, how can I get Enina's book? Well, she has two of them. So um, afterwards, we'll drop that link on there. Or Enina, did you want to say right now? Uh, we'll, we'll drop. I don't have any right now. So I'm um ordering some soon so what you can do is um drop me a note and give me your address and i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in touch and i'll make sure that you do get it we'll work it out okay but women and children Either first whatever. they should have some um i haven't been through there in a while so now well with the pandemic okay okay uh, yeah okay and then um in general i just want to take a moment to ask each of you um when there are some people who may be watching and they're like, I don't even understand what people mean when they use the phrase, the work that I do, or when I use the phrase um, activist or things like that, they may just be unaware. So um, I'm gonna start with you, Tanya. When you say the work that you do or this work, what do you mean when you say that? Because I know a lot of people watching may be like, you know, I, I hear everybody doing great things right now but I don't know how I can do that. I don't even know what they're talking about. And I just need a little more understanding of the language that's used. So what is the work that you do that you feel positively impacts our communities? So, yeah, um, I think that I am a truth excavator, right? Like a truth and a truth curator like that. And I'm saying that because what I've always tried to do is to create space for people to just tell their truths and to be and to be in truth is what I do even when that truth is shifting and changing. It's not always it's just, you know, it can be one thing this week and something different next week. And so holding the table for that to be true, for that too to be true is um is what i think i is what i think i do and um and i try to create spaces for people to um to kind of uh, like you know excavate aspects of themselves of their organizations of the spaces they're in try to pull those things out that they're trying to address and, and, and shift, even as I'm doing that, because I see myself as the work too. I am the work, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, Enina, I'm constantly working on me and trying to take falling all the way back and then getting back up and moving forward. It, it happens. It's a, it's a cyclical process, but it's an ongoing thing. Um, but, and so that's the work I do. And I do it in a lot of different places. I mean, it, um, but there's also a lot of um, 
a lot of tactics and a lot of strategies that takes to get to those spaces, to create those spaces, to make the room for them, to advocate that those things have to happen, right? Like that's, that's the activism part, right? It's the, um, it is the, it is the, uh, it is the work that, that I have to do with people um, to either get in the door, to get people, once even the door is open, to get them to see what, they, what they've opened up here and what needs to be done. And even when they're sitting there and they're on point and ready to do it, it's pushing them even further. It's a, it's, that's what I'm, I feel like that's what I'm doing, but I don't do it um, exclusively on an external basis because I am always doing that with mm-hmm. my stuff. I'm constantly in that right. same process with right. me which is the exhausting part. Like it is, it's exhausting because it's happening at the same time. Right, right. Now, I'm just going to push a little bit because again, we might have viewers who say, okay, I hear you, but I'm still feeling like, um, what exactly is it? So like, can you break down for people specifically? So as now you have your own consulting firm. So give us an example of how you would do the work with your um, consulting company. Because there may be people out here watching right now that may need your assistance. So I really want them to walk away clearly understanding how they can can reach you and and what services you're offering. Right, and so with individuals, I've been doing some coaching. And so the coaching really is um, assisting people to see Um, usually people are asking for coaching because they have things that they are struggling with um, or things that they are trying to work through, whether it is, um, whether it is attempting to be, um, to address anti-racism and anti, um, and um, Mm anti-oppression, anti-Blackness, trying to move in that direction. So I often work with, um, with folks that are non-black, for example, that are trying to address non-black, um, trying to address anti-blackness, um, mm-hmm. and and so often people though will get you to the table, but then once they have you there, there's only so far that they are prepared to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so really, it is helping them to to to. Um, sort of, it is kind of a, a practice of, you know, again, it comes back to Aisha Shayes. It's like this process of holding people accountable, right? In love to, this is what you're saying you want to do. So let's do it. And then, and then, and then telling real truths in that process and helping them see other voices that are saying those truths and supporting them in that process and supporting them moving forward. Um, and I do that as well with programs um, on a larger scale. It is holding their feet to the fire around um, around anti-oppression, around anti-racism, around diversity, equity, inclusion, mm-hmm. um, and and around um, anti-violence work, and pushing them to to really stop approaching things with single-issue approaches, like as mm-hmm. if gender is where you come, and then we're gonna tack on these other pieces and really getting them to think, which is real big work, but to try to get them to move from an intersectional perspective where they are working and putting, uh, centering the margins at the same time um, collectively. And um, so that's that's the work that I'm doing right now. 
Um, what I used to, and, and, and it's informed by, you know, the organizing, the big table work I used to do before. Right. Um, right. And I feel tapped into voices of what, what, you know, those on the margins are saying, and then create, you know, attempting to create spaces or attempting to work with folks now on a one-on-one -on -one or organization, organizational right. basis to, to push them. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. And one more thing I will say is that I'm working with um, women of color, Black women, and supporting them in, and also some scary things about, um, about leadership and sitting with mm -hmm. them in that, sitting with um, them and helping them, um, helping them do some myth busting about, about that and helping them to excavate or again, get deeper into what their, what their actual gifts are and their truths are and and supporting them and standing on that and also some practical tasks that they may need to do to be healthy um, right. while they're doing that that is awesome and for those of you just tuning in this is be empowered with rc i have e nina j with me and tanya lovelace and we've been talking about black activists that inspire us um and also talking about how those who have come before us um, have impacted our lives and now the work that we're doing, how that then will impact others' lives. Um, so you've heard a little bit about what Tanya Lovelace has done in the past, what she's currently doing. And I invite people to reach out to her um, and to get that individual coaching. You might not even think you need it, but I can tell you talking to this sister just a few times that I have, I have been enlightened and informed and I will be contacting her for some of these sessions because you can never have too much knowledge, understanding. And I love that excavating, um, you know, the what's inside of you and bringing that out. Um, and I, for me personally, I know that the trauma really informs how I view this world and how I function in this world. And, and I think I'm still in a place of being stuck by that trauma. And so when you're saying you're out there trying to help other people and you're still doing the work on yourself, how exhausting that is. Um, so thank you, sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you. E Nina J, I have been in your spaces. We met, um, I don't know if you remember, we didn't meet at the YWCA. So we met at Affinity back in about 2001, 2002. Um, and I was rolling through Affinity from 2001 till I had my son in about 2005. And then at the YWCA, I actually was a medical advocate and a rape crisis counselor, but Vicky Sides and Rachel Kaidor trained me. Yeah. So I don't know if y'all, I don't know if I had just missed you or what, but oh, I got the love. I got well, the love. I'm I'm solved already. It, I count on other people for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So yes, Affinity, YWCA. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I want to hear from you. Um, even though I know the work that you do a little bit more, because I actually found out about Tanya from your Facebook page, mm -hmm. and I read an article um, mm -hmm. that you reposted that you had written. Mm -hmm. In response to something, um, I think in a publication, Tanya. Um, so that's how I got in contact with her. So I just want you to, to tell the listeners, tell the viewers out there uh, what the work is for you. Like, what is it when you say the work that you do? What does that look like? I like that part. 
somebody somebody in me almost got mad. Let me say this right quick. Because when I hear that question, I get so panicked. Like, what are you doing? Where are the papers? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, here's the thing for me. There are two things. I have my work and then I have my passion. My passion is black girls and women. Uh, my poetry is, is leaning in that direction. Um, my work is um, sometimes talking about men and white people, um, but that's necessary to, um, all of us are accountable for building a better world. So even though I don't enjoy those conversations and that work that I do with those populations as much, that has to be done. But, hold on. I feel like Huey P. Newton. I wasn't gonna smoke this uh, cigarette because I feel like I'm chain smoking. So I'm just gonna pretend I'm here. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> do it. Do, do what it. you have to do. I'm sorry, there's shit going on all around me, so I'm trying to focus. Um, yeah, I would say that my work is is, is dismantling shame, um, mm. trying to remind. Me Black girls especially, that's what I'm talking to today, that it wasn't their fault, um, mm -hmm. that we are more beautiful than we ever imagined, um, to expose the crimes that have been committed against us, which we have very little evidence for other than our bodies. Um, and But at the same time, our culture has taught us not to care about these bodies, so we don't go looking for the shit that's going on in the crevices and the corners. And that's what I like to encourage because I think that that's where liberation can be found. Yes. A whole self can be found. And I'm still in that. So my body is in it. That's my work. I like exposing racism. I like exposing patriarchy. I like doing that work. But my biggest work of art is myself. Like, I don't want to die with none of those I told you about. It just so happens that other women. Um, tell me that they, they get something from my work as well, but you know, I'm healing, and I'm I'm I wanted I like doing it out loud. I like being exposed, and it, it makes it more powerful for me. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's also an act of resistance because I was silent for so long. You know, I get tired of myself talking about rape, but you ain't gonna catch me not talking about it anymore. It still rules too much of my life. Let me change that word. It still informs a lot of my life, you know, mm -hmm. the healing of it. And every and I'm a lesbian. So mm -hmm. any woman I've ever lain with, and I'm, and I'm not saying all women experience this, I'm saying any woman I have ever, ever lain with, there was a night that we laid together and cried and told stories about being raped and sexually assaulted and sexually abused and or and never told anybody never uh, protected the honor um so that sickens me and also i see as my work to make us feel as beautiful as possible i forget sometimes that work also includes me but i'll be damned if any black girl within the reach of my words is ever going to believe everything america america tries to teach her mm-hmm even if it takes her forever to get the lesson, she still, I hope that she fucking still got that voice in there. I see that as my work. Being naked. Yeah. 
and showing up in those moments and saying, yeah, I'm scared too, but I'm going to do this shit anyway. You know, I, I, I find my liberation in doing it all the while. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Y'all don't know. I love you. Yes. Powerful work you do. And also, wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me say, because I, I, I just have to say it. Even though I said I like exposing racism, I find a I am focusing particularly on white women. And the reason for that is because they take up quite a bit of space in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to deal with the fucking white man really much. So when I say, mm -hmm. when I'm talking about racism and I zoom in on that shit for myself, I'm talking about dealing with white women about the ways they show up in our lives and in our spaces. You know, it involves encouraging, fucking daring them to do the work on themselves and to show them, look, look, this is what you look like right here. This is what this is doing. And actually, I mean, I usually do that shit with a little bit of fire because I'm 50 and I'm tired and I'm black and it's, you know, I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. And I shouldn't have to have these conversations. So even though I'm doing it with a voice like this, that's some fucking loving that shit because I could have dropped you off a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, that's love in that. And I mm -hmm. sometimes hate myself for that love, but I'm just saying, I, mm -hmm. I love that part of the work as well. And I'm not ashamed to say that I do get a little joy sometimes. And, you know, joy for all my, all my grandmothers and mothers who couldn't say shit. Sometimes I enjoy that. And, and yeah, we, gonna, we paying the prices anyway. Sometimes they got to pay that price for their ancestors, just like I'm paying prices for mine. It just got to be that way. Anyway, that's part of the work for me. Yes. Part of the work. Thank you for both of y'all, for your bravery, for your honesty, for pushing through so that other people can have an awareness about who they are and their power and stand in their truth and not live in shame. Thank you for that work that y'all do. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your love. If you all are just tuning in, this is Be Empowered with RC. I have E Nina J and Tanya Lovelace. And this is some powerful stuff, y'all. If you're just tuning in, then you need to go back from the beginning. And then if you have questions afterwards, then you need to reach out to these sisters. They are powerful, powerful Black women that you need to know. And, and this, I'm speaking not just to black and brown folks, white folks need to talk to them too. No, listen, I was gonna let it go. I was gonna let it go. Don't send any white, don't come to my box, Google that shit. Don't come <laughs> ask me nothing. Not, not like that kind of stuff. Don't, don't, don't invite nobody to my space about that. Or with that, I'm not saying I'm, I love you, but that's, that has to be said, that has to be said, don't do it. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. I, hear you. I love, I love this space. I love this space that we have right now. You know, I and it, I do too. And it, and it feels like there's a lot of, um, you know, I think I have uh, come to believe that we bob and weave in the work and how we do it and where we do it and, um, and who, so I, I am a person who is like, okay, come on, white folks, let's do this. That's where I'm sitting today. That's where I'm sitting in this moment. Um, and 
And yet the way in which I do it, it has to have a certain, um, you have to, you have to be ready to have the conversation because I don't want to play games. Um, and it has to be, and it has to be substantive. Um, and at the same time, um, there are times in which I close that work off and I shut it down. And the only thing I want to do is work with black women or black people. I go through different um, phases. I'm in a, right now in this, in this time of work, that's what I'm doing. And I 100% and I'm saying sometimes it's this, um, since it's this, uh, what am I really trying to say? I'm saying that there are times in which there are different folks who, where we all play roles in, in ways that we hold the work. Um, and it's all, and it's all what, what it needs to be. Nina is saying that she is doing that work and doing it uh, as a way of, um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a radical act every day, but also don't come knocking on our door about that. And I think that's brilliant. And, um, and I'm grateful. It's, it's, it's not brilliant. It's, it's self-love. Yes. Yeah, right. And, and that's what I like about this. So people tuning in and people watching and listening can hear you need to be fighting for yourself just like you're out here fighting for everybody else. So I appreciate you stopping me in my tracks and saying, no, nah, sis, I love you, but look, that's the wrong message. <laughs> that's not my message. And we have to be able to stand up and do that. Um, and that's not saying that we're, you know, not trying to do the work or being this or that. That's, that's look, I'm taking care of me first. Cause if I can't take care of me, then there's nothing else that can get done, right? I'm, if I'm not well, you're about the work of, of healing black girls and black women. And you're, you're a black woman. <laughs> well, actually, I'm white. I'm just playing. <laughs> and you froze. You froze on the screen when you said that. So it was <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my secret identity has been exposed. No, Hell yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Hold up. I wanted to just thank you uh, for receiving that correction gracefully because I know that I uh, interrupted you when I did that. So, it's moment about, over. Yeah. I just needed to, to say that. That's how I said it. This show is about educating, empowering, and helping people become more engaged, engaged in their communities, engaged in their own healing, engaged in working with one another to heal our nation, our communities that are marginalized. Um, so I appreciate both of you sisters. I appreciate you so very much. Thank you for coming. Um, for those of you who just may be joining, this has been Be Empowered with RC. We've talked about um, Black activists that have inspired and specifically inspired E. Nina J. and Tanya Lovelace. I didn't know that that's what was going to happen in the conversation, but this was just organic. This was beautiful. Um, and I appreciate my ability today to stand back because I usually want to jump in. And I'm like, uh-uh, let me let y'all have want, this, this we, conversation. We wanted you. We wanted you. We wanted you too. You would. I needed to hear. You all were healing me today. And I appreciate it. And I hope I didn't take too much. Um, but thank you. Mm -mm. Thank no. you. RC, I'm curious, just before we go, yeah. who inspires you? To be perfectly honest with you, my father. Um, and I'm going to say that because my father, I consider him a great activist. My father was a 
um, union president of, he worked for Cook County for a long time for Ask Me um, Union. And so he would have me on the picket lines with him. I'm 10, 11, 12 years old. And he would go on a Friday on a picket line. I'd be there with him. Then on Saturday, he would go to the library and teach immigrants English as a second language. And then he'd go give blood because, you know, people need blood. And it's just, and, but he was not a person who would talk about like, I did this or I did that. He wouldn't write it on a resume. And people often, I think, would discount him as not being as um, involved, but he, he was doing all types of work all the time. And I think I take after my daddy. Like I'm a type of person where if you don't know me, you don't know the work I do, that's fine, but I'm gonna keep doing it. And it's gonna keep impacting people. And I don't have to read you my resume to do it. So he, he inspires me a great deal because I think I'm a lot like him. Yeah. So thank y'all sisters. It has uh, been a pleasure. I hope that another time in the future, we can uh, give the people a little bit more. Um, but I like to I like to leave the audience hungry for a little bit more. Um, so if y'all can stick around for a minute after I close this out, if you all are trying to get Enina's books, um, you can reach out to her. Can you tell them how to find you on social media or email, however you want? Enina, uh, just write me on Facebook. It's fine. Make it real easy. Okay. Enina J on Facebook. Um, Tanya, if they want to reach out to you for services. I think the best place to really reach me is LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's Tanya Lovelace Consulting. Tanya, or just Lovelace. Tanya Lovelace. All right. With an O, T-O-N-Y-A, to be real specific. She, her, yes. that, that, that's it. All right. Thank you all for joining me. It's been a wonderful evening with Be Empowered with RC. And I will see you next week again at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you and have a wonderful evening, everybody. Thanks again for listening. The Self-Care Spa and Lounge offers a wide range of services to all ethnicities and skin types for ages 5 and up. Skin treatments, waxing services, massages, teeth whitening, and tooth gems are offered. As a proud Black and female-owned community partner, the Self-Care Spa and Lounge is also available for spa parties, birthdays, or private events. Don't forget to book Book your next service or event at theselfcarespalounge.com. That's theselfcarespalounge.com.